Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Film Haven Reviews. I am your host, Sawyer, as always, and today we are continuing our theme of the sci-fi mystery, and I'm going to go ahead and add another extra layer onto that and call it the sci-fi indie mystery, because all these movies within this uh, theme is basically very small budget. Some of them are really small, like the movie we're talking about today, which is the 2013 or 2014, depending on who you ask, movie Coherence. Which, uh, yeah, that's confusing because I've seen it say the release date is 2014. Actually, yeah, IMDb is just straight up wrong because it says 2013 on IMDb. But then when you look at the details on IMDb itself, it says August 6, 2014 for the release date. But that does say United States. So what I'm guessing is, is in the UK, it was released early because sometimes that gets a little funky. Um, anyway, so the budget is estimated to be $50,000. Now, that is... It just insane. The fact that they made a movie that is as good as it is with $50,000. Now, to be fair, their gross worldwide, apparently, info is $139,745. So they made their money almost three times as much. But that is still not that much money for a feature film. Although, I don't know why it didn't make that much money. It's possibly due to lack of theaters. You know, like it probably wasn't propagated uh, that much within uh, the theaters of the world so people didn't know about it people didn't see it and so people didn't pay to go see it so that just makes sense but the movie itself is actually pretty good it's kind of like a uh, thought experiment of a film it's more of an idea that gets played out the narrative isn't as strong as the maybe the plot no maybe not the plot the premise the premise is everything when it comes to this movie. Now, of course, it is mysterious, so I will not be telling you a bunch of things, but, you know, we've got to talk about the movie, so let me give you just a little synopsis. That way you have some orientation for when I talk about my general thoughts in the movie. Basically, the movie is a dinner party, and everyone in the movie, everyone in the dinner party, I should say, are the only actors in the movie. So as soon as the main character gets inside of the house, there's a couple people that need to come over still. But once everybody's inside of the dinner party, that is your movie. That is your cast. There is no one else that comes in later in the movie. It is just these eight or nine people that are all sitting at this dinner party. Now, they have some drama that's going on between everybody because everyone knows each other and and they have history with each other, which gets brought up. And some characters bring over, like one of the guys brings over an ex of one of the other guys as his date. And so that's obviously going to bring some problems. And then we get to learn everyone's backstory in some ways or another, where one of the main, the host is a failed actor and the main character is a failed ballerina. And oh, it's, you know, drama, drama, drama. But anyway, the hook of the movie comes when they start talking about this comet that's supposed to be coming over that night. This comet is, is heading over just over their heads during the dinner party and as things start getting weird there's like like one of the main characters phone cracks uh just like without touching anything and the signal goes out and people are not uh able to call their other people and one of the characters is like uh wait does anyone have a internet signal because i need to talk to my brother he's this scientist guy and he said that if anything got weird tonight that i should talk to him immediately and everyone's like wait what what are you talking about Basically, the comet is going to make some weird quantum stuff happen. At least that's the idea. 
So all the lights go out and the group decides to go outside in order to figure out what's going on. And they see this house down the block because everywhere in the neighborhood, the lights are out. So they see this house with lights on down the block and two of the guys volunteer to go down there to check it out. It takes them a while, but when they come back, they've got like blood on their head and they're acting all strange and disoriented. And basically what it comes down to is when they went over there to the other house, they saw a, basically a mirror image of what was going on in their dinner party. They saw every character that's in the movie doing the same thing that they were doing just a few minutes before. And that's where things get wiggity. As you can imagine, there's a bit of like a time travel situation going on in a way, but I would say it's more like quantum physics or something. They talk about Schrodinger's cat. That was like a big uh, plot point where uh, they explain, if anyone just knows Schrodinger's cat, basically the premise is that Schrodinger puts the cat in the box and then asks everybody whether the cat is dead or alive. And the answer basically is both. Unless you perceive it, until you open up that lid and find out whether the cat is dead or alive, it is simultaneously both dead and alive. And that, I believe, and I could be wrong, is like a quantum theory. And so that, I think, is the basis between the movie. Now, it gets crazier from there because they start interacting with the other versions of themselves in the other house. And everyone's got like a red, uh, red little, what do you call those, glow sticks to represent their house. And then the other house has blue glow sticks. So they're like trying to orient themselves within this reality and not get separated, not get mixed in with other versions of themselves. But things just get a little out of hand, I'd say that. And it has quite the ending, too. It's a, it's, a, it's pretty crazy. So that that's all I'll say about the actual story. But let's talk about what was good about it. Man, this is a amazing example of how all you need is a cool script, a great idea, and a few actors to make a movie work that is virtually like very inexpensive comparatively to, say, like a blockbuster. Now, of course, this movie didn't make that much money, but if it had some real backing behind it, some real... Um, advertisers, publishers, that kind of stuff, then it, it really could have made a lot of money because it is a great film. It reminds me a lot of that movie Primer. Now, I watched, I haven't seen it since back in college, but I think that came out in 2004. It's really, really small movie made on like $7,000. But it's basically like these two, uh, I can't remember the plot exactly, so don't kill me if I get this wrong, but it's like a couple of guys who make a time machine in their garage. But it's actually supposed to be one of the most like, like, quantum theory, physical, like like scientifically accurate time travel movies of all time. And it gets really wiggity. Uh, it's a little, maybe sometimes you could call it a little boring and it's very rudimentary, but the story itself is compelling and the ideas, the logic, the thought experiment idea behind it is really interesting and it's, and it's very smart. And the same thing goes with this movie. I, I, I wouldn't give it a, as high a, a rating as I did Spring because there really wasn't much to it other than the actual thought experiment. It was a fun ride. So I give it like a 7.5 because I thought it was clever. And I really appreciated what they did with such a little budget. I think that they that they need a ton of credit for doing something so uh, incredible with basically nothing. I mean, I, I don't know what these actors were getting paid, but not a lot. I can tell you that much. And they're, while they're not always like the best actors in the world, they definitely make it convincing for a movie that's on a $50,000 budget. That is crazy. The cinematography is also very interesting. There's a lot of really intimate moments. You could definitely tell that this is maybe like 
someone who a cinematographer who's maybe taking this job not for a lot of money but just to be able to exercise their craft or to get some experience because they are doing a lot of things with it's kind of like a fly on the wall idea like the movie kind of feels especially at the beginning when the dinner part's happening it's really just these characters interacting with each other lots of dialogue but the camera is kind of just there hanging out with them but then there's also these like incredible shots of just like really like really intimate face shots and the, and and later when the movie gets more intense those work even better to express that intensity to convey that intensity and to really help elevate a movie that could be really um I don't know, something that you would want to forget. I mean, the, obviously the concept alone is very good, but it, the cinematography really helps elevate the movie into something that you wouldn't necessarily expect that it would be $50,000 budget. You might think it was low budget because there's not much set and stuff like that, but for it to look as good as it did and be at such a low budget, you got to give it to the cinematographer. I also loved how, and this is also using that budget, that low budget to a really good extent. Whenever they go outside, to, to look at what's going on, almost always the the camera is on them looking at the house. And so you want as the viewer to so badly to look at the other side, like what are the people looking at? What is these cast looking at this dark? Um, you want to see the house that they're looking at. They're saying there's a house over there with lights on it. And it just makes you want to be like, show me, you know, you want to see, but it increases the mystery because they're always shooting from uh, the camera is shooting onto the cast you're getting a fixed perspective that's not allowing you to see what they're seeing. And while that is probably due to a budget reason, if you were to look at the other side, you'd probably see all the cast and the crew or a regular neighborhood or something like that. Nothing special. But because they don't show you and because they keep you in suspense, the mystery is heightened. And you just keep it keeps you engaged with the movie. I, I'm not bored. I'm thinking, I want to know. And what's going to happen next? And, and I, there was a lot of that in this movie. It definitely kept my attention the whole time. This movie also reminds me a little bit of Time Crimes, which is a, a recent review I did, recent as in months ago now. But during the time thrillers, a lot of those were a little low budget too, actually. So this is, and, and to be fair, this is actually kind of funny because Coherence was on my time thrillers. Or I guess time thriller theme and the mystery sci-fi theme were all one theme before and then I found enough to kind of separate them so it makes sense that there's some overlap between uh, some of these movies and the time thriller theme that I did before because this one definitely feels a lot like time crimes because it's a smaller movie time crimes has really only had like four actors in it and it's also like a really like kind of nuts and bolts idea this feels like a movie that you would maybe show in your quantum theory college class just to get people talking and thinking about what happened. Like, to be honest, I couldn't exactly tell you exactly what happened because it got so wacky by the end. It was like, it got very fractal, I guess would be a good way to put it. Like fractals, man, which is like a super like stoner thought. But for real, it, it got it kind of the theory, the original theory gets expanded out to like the nth degree to the point where you're having a hard time keeping up. But at the same time, it's still interesting. Like you, you can keep up just enough to where you're still like being surprised by the maybe narrative turns, if you could call it that. So yeah, super kind of being a little vague here just because I don't want to tell you exactly what happened, but you can imagine just from that basis of you're at a dinner party and you and the, all the lights turn off, you can't talk to anyone, you're kind of stranded, and then you go down the street to another house with lights on and there it, it's another version of you, like a mirror version 
that's just slightly off. I mean, that is that's a pretty crazy idea. So it kind of does feel like a, not a Black Mirror episode, but maybe like a Twilight Zone episode. I think that would be a good way to put it. Um, just a really cool concept that they've blown out to 90 minutes, and it's a solid 90 minutes. It, it, it happens pretty quick, and the ending really ramps up as the concept is ramping up and the ideas are ramping up. The ending, everything is getting really squeezed together, and you're like, oh, my God, Like it, you're getting really intense. And I remember watching it with Allie and Allie being like, how much longer is left in this movie? And that wasn't in the way that's like bad, like I'm bored. When will this movie be over? It's more like this movie feels like it's been going on for about 80 minutes. And I know that it probably needs to wrap up, but I don't know how it's going to wrap up. Like, how are they going to put all this together? What is happening right now? You know, that kind of thing. So really well done. I mean, once again, I'll just I'll just end on this because I think we're pretty much I pretty much said it all. 7.5 super solid movie, but Man, for a movie that is $50,000 budget, they have made something that's truly unique, interesting. It's got drama. It's got mystery. It's got sci-fi. I mean, it's got everything you want for that those kind of genres, and it gives it to you in a lean, uh, smart way. So, yeah, if you have Amazon Prime, it's free on Amazon Prime right now, uh, and I don't know where else. you probably get it on Tubi. I wouldn't be surprised, uh, but I know it's on Prime. Uh, and it's it's really worth a, a shot. Like if you if you thought that Spring sounded good, or if or if you liked any of the time thrillers that I talked about, this is way up that alley. And I honestly can't recommend it enough. It's it's a great kind of mind twisting scientific mystery. Uh, anyway, so that's it for this week. Next week we are going to be closing out this theme with the signal which is this small movie. I've already seen it, so I won't talk too much about it, but it's pretty, also pretty small. It's a $4 million budget, which seems like a lot bigger than 50000 but trust me, $4 million is still nothing um, for the kind of quality that it had as far as the uh, what it looked like. It looked like maybe a bigger budget than, than what they did with it, which is good. They, they really used their money well. And it has like Lawrence Fishburne in it, so and a couple of uh, big actors like Olivia Cook, who is in a bunch of stuff now, um, so yeah, they've really, they really used the money that they had and we'll get into that movie next week. So the signal coming in next week, uh, this is releasing the day after Thanksgiving. So I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving and uh, happy holidays. We're getting on to the Christmas thing. I'm not doing a Christmas theme. I'm sorry. I, I just, it's not really in the works. I don't have one ready. I don't really do like Christmas movies in general. So I apologize for people who, who want to see some of that. That's just not really my vibe. I do like Christmas movies. There's tons of them that I enjoy, um, but that's just not really, I'm not really, I'm not doing every season. Halloween is kind of an exception basically because we love spooky stuff and horror is an entire genre. Um, I guess holiday movies are an entire genre, but horror is like a way, you could, you, you could be a horror director. There's not that many people that are like, yeah, I'm a Christmas director. I just only do Christmas movies or any famous ones. I guess there are some Hallmark guys, I'm sure. Anyway, I'm rambling. That's it for this week. I hope you guys have a good week and I will see you next Friday.